Hey, this is Tommy Lazell. How are you guys doing? Greg is here. Yeah, this is Greg, and you're listening to Upside Down Shock Radio. Yeah, be upside down. Don't worry about it. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 31 of Upside Down Shark Radio, the premier pop culture podcast here at UpsideDownShark.com and where all good podcasts are found. Make sure to leave a like and review, and if you like what we do, please like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and whatever other social channels you can find, because trust me, I would have found them first. Moving right along, (laughs) I am one of your hosts, the man-boy Tom. And joining me tonight is everyone's best friend, Mr. Allgood Forward. How the devil are you? I'm not too bad, my fellow. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. What are you? What have you been up to? This week's been a bit of a weird one. I've not been actually doing that much. I've just started playing some old games again. Okay. Um, like some of the old Pokemon's. Um, going through God of War still. It's long and very, very difficult. Wait. I have just um, kickstarted a another indie comic interesting um, we've spoken about the series on the show before uh, Salvages oh yes, yes. Um, by Source Point Press um, there's a new one coming out it's a it's a sequel it's a, it's a new story arc entirely it's um, Havoc of Black Bane it's called that sounds really edgy yep so I I would recommend obviously we've previously recommended Salvages before so for people who maybe aren't lucky enough to be listening to the entire back catalogue of <laughs> Upside Down Shark radio tell them a little bit about Salvages and what Salvages is all about um, it's it's a crew in in space, and they basically salvage derelicts. Um, obviously, there's they're not an entirely human crew like like Firefly, the best, the best kind of crew. Yep. There's so there's um there's Brigby, who's a little green thing. Um, it's very sarcastic. It reminds me a bit of Dead Eye Duck from Bucky O'Hare. I I don't get what's Bucky Bucky O'Hare. Oh Tom, you're so young. Well, yeah. For those of you that remember Bucky O'Hare, <laughs> it's one of the one of the best cartoons of my childhood. Okay, it's well, he was a green space hare. Ah, oh, the golden age of animation when they started putting words to it. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a green space hare, and like basically captain of a ship, space rabbit against the toads. There's armies armies of toads coming after him for some reason or another. One might say battle toads, almost. Almost battle toads, but not the hardest game of all time. No, nope. but yeah, there was a character, a pilot with one eye called Dead Eye Duck. He had one eye and four arms. Okay, and he's like the guy from uh, Salvages. Yeah, he's well, he's, he was a bit like a sort of like almost a really grittier version of Howard the Duck. <laughs> okay, are you saying Howard the Duck wasn't gritty? He was grittier. Okay, <laughs> for a kids' cartoon anyway. Okay, okay. Like, if he could have sworn, he would have. And Brigby does. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> So uh, is this comic that you've ba- um, salvages the new one that you've uh, kickstarted? Is it out now or is it upcoming? Um, it's still got a few days to go. Interesting. Um, I believe I was looking at it a moment ago. It's something like thirteen days. Uh, when this goes up, it will probably be less. Yeah, probably be closer to five or or six, depending on when I can get round to editing. Yeah, uh, which is a very nebulous figure of time. Cause... Yeah, at recording, it's 19 days to go. So. Oh, you've got plenty of time so to you, put you, some money you behind You still have it. a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, definitely go and check it out. Salvagers Havoc of Blackbane. Um, there is, um, uh, if you go, if you scroll down a bit, there is a link for a preview of the first two issues mm. of Salvagers if you want to see what you're getting into. Well, there's not many things better than free comics. Oh, absolutely not. Speaking of which, 
Did you know it's Free Comic Book Day this Saturday? Is it? Well, it will be the Saturday that's just gone, if you're listening to this. But yeah, I believe that there are lots of little nuggets of uh, comic book glory uh, to entice you into the wider world of the comics. I was trying to think of something (laughs) to say there. But yeah, there's loads of releases. Uh, I believe there's a Spidey one-shot that's um, coming out. Uh, Invader Zim, if you're an edgy 90s child. Nice. um, Such as myself. Uh, (laughs) And I believe there's also a Back to the Future release. Uh, Don't quote me on that, because I can't really remember the exact (laughs) list, but I remember seeing that and thinking, that looked pretty good. If if only England wasn't almost entirely devoid of comic books. Well, that's it. I mean, we come from the deepest, darkest, deepest, darkest Kent, um, and... All of the comic book shops that were near us have shut down, so it's essentially a trip to the capital if you want to get free comics now. Yeah, I know uh, Chaos Cards have started doing comics. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure if they're going to... Um, I want to say partake Well, <laughs> in if, free comic book day. If you know where Chaos Comics is, then you now know where we live. So please, if you know who we are, please come say hi, because then we'll feel loved. But also let us know if you have picked up any uh, of the free comic book day releases. Let us know which ones are good, which ones we should check out, because we probably won't get around to getting them, because I'm, I'm not going up to London this weekend. Nah, it's not worth going up to London for some free comics. No, just... when you have to spend like 20, 30 quid to get up there, it kind of does defeat the object of oh, getting anything, comics, yeah. anything free. So. <laughs> so what have you been up to this week, Tom? What have I been up to? Uh, I've been getting over Infinity War. I've been playing... Too soon. Yeah, I know. Did you know that Han Solo dies at the end? Spoiler alert. I've uh, seen it twice now, and the, it get trust me, the second time through is just as good and just as harrowing. Yeah, I'm. I mean, we're not going to talk about it too much because we've got like four episodes on the channel dedicated almost exclusively to Infinity War now. So if you want to hear us talk at length about that, then please go and listen to one of those. But yeah, I've just been sort of coaching, playing a few games. Nothing I can really think of the top of my head. Um, bit of Mario Odyssey and whatnot. You're still playing your Switch? Yes! But speaking of uh, Switches, uh, did you know that the Switch is now one whole year old? And there are still only about seven games to play. Hey, there is a lot more than that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it does feel like it's flown by, because I remember before that, all the hype bu- building up to its uh, announcement, when it was just referred to as the NX, yep. um, and everyone thought... Oh god, here we go. When that announcement did actually drop, they were like they absolutely mucked it up with the uh, with the Wii U, and this seemed even more outlandish and ridiculous. And people were thinking it was the death spell of um, Nintendo. They thought, how are they going to pull this off? But by god, they have had like the best year in probably since the Wii came out, so over a decade. Yeah, and the, the Wii U was so unsuccessful. Well, yeah, I mean, I believe the Switch outsold it within its first two or three months. Um, it was just an absolute phenom on the uh, from a, fi- a financial uh, point of view. And from a commercial point... Um, sorry, from a critical point of view, when you think about it, really, because the uh, launch titles consisted of Breath of the Wild came out with it, I believe. You had um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which was absolutely flawless. I thought Mario um, Kart was delayed from, from, oh, well, from release. But you know what cl- I mean. Close it's, enough. It's like a month or two afterwards. And then later in the year, we had uh, Mario Odyssey, which is still getting a lot of life out of it, thanks to the um, speedrun community. And, of course, Tom's much-anticipated Doom. Oh, yeah, and the Doom that I've definitely played. I still haven't played it. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, 
absolute wealth of third-party titles that seem to be impossible to get onto a handheld console have found new life on the handheld console because you've got Doom, L.A. Noir, Skyrim, all of those things which would have maxed out a PS2 or an Xbox 360, a PS2, PS3 or an Xbox 360, you can now play on the train or on a plane or something, yeah. maybe even an automobile. Uh, I, I will admit they do need a better better advert because the one that they've got currently is that that really smart looking businessman sort of like he's very very clean cut very he's yeah. definitely he's definitely a model and he's just sitting at the train station playing um don- the new Donkey Kong game. Oh yeah, I know which one. And it's just like that man does not play Donkey Kong. Like you can just tell that mm. man does not play Donkey Kong. <laughs> no. Hey, well, they got they they put what they want the world to be not what the how the world actually is but yeah i it just it remains to be seen whether or not this year will be quite as good for the switch as its debut year because it's got a lot of hurdles to contend with this year because obviously late i think it's this september they're launching their paid online service um which is a is weird because up until now it has been entirely free mm-hmm. to play online but from whatever day it is in september you have to pay 20 pound a year which again compared to everything else on the market it's an absolute steal but it's a, it's just weird when you get something for free for so long and then suddenly you have to pay for it yeah um i know there are a few incentives that they're going to release with it i know they're doing a kind of streaming gaming service thing where they offer you a free uh, retro game per month to play or something or some sort of game a month so um it's it's almost like a cross between xbox live and game pass mm. But we still have no virtual console to speak of at the moment. I know that there is a lot of rumours that they're going to announce it this year. But when it was something that was present on the Wii and the Wii U and the 3DS, you yeah. think it's the sort of thing that they try and get onto the Switch sooner rather than later because they've got arguably the most impressive back catalogue of games of any publisher, Nintendo. Mm. So it wouldn't be hard to stick it. They can You can run Mario on a toaster now. Um <laughs> The original Mario, that is. You might be able to run that Odyssey on a toaster. I've never tried, and I wouldn't like to. I would like to say you couldn't. And I wouldn't recommend sticking bread where your switch should be. Yeah, don't put your switch in the toaster either. Don't, uh, don't put bread in the switch, Doc. Don't put your switch in the toaster. Yeah, just that's that's patented upside down shark advice right there. And also the other sort of stumbling block that uh, Nintendo will have this year is um, I know that. Uh, they're releasing Smash Bros this year. They are also releasing a, or they haven't officially announced it, but a Pokemon AAA title on the Switch as well. Okay. So these are the sorts of games that Nintendo seem to only release once per console generation. We only yeah. ever have one Smash Bros per generation. We only really have one Mario Kart game per, per generation. So I mean, it remains to be seen whether or not they're going to have to buck this trend with the uh, Switch or whether or not. They're sort of just shooting their load prematurely and they're either going to fade out and lose all their steam and have to release loads of sort of B, B-star uh, yeah. titles or they're going to have to release loads of new IPs. And I know they had a lot of luck with Splatoon. Uh, that seemed to have uh, really taken off. But yeah, they, they're kind of front-loading their release, which I suppose they had to do after the Wii U because um, obviously it was there was so much there was such lack of confidence that they needed some big hook to sell the switch on, but it doesn't seem to have a lot of long-term, long-term planning to it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's an exciting time to be a switch owner. Yeah. But I mean, Nintendo, Nintendo have a habit of 
sticking with really gimmicky thing. Obviously, the the Wii comes out of Christmas, goes away for the rest of the year. That that was the gimmick. It was the family thing, but most people don't have time for the family thing all the time. Or families. Or families. So, but are you saying that the Virtual Boy <laughs> was a gimmick? How dare you? But yeah, they, they they like Nintendo seemed to be more gimmicky than anyone else. Like obviously, you had the Wii Fit board, which at, when at release was the most sought after piece uh-huh. of technology. And now you can buy them like ten for they, a, ten for a pound. They they launched when they launched. They were approximately ninety pound if you could get one. Um, and that was what, eight years ago, and now they're about two pound fifty. It just shows you that um, they they have some hits. With Nintendo, it seems to be the way that their hardware loses value super quick, but their software maintains their value forever. Yeah, you look at Pokemon games. Yeah. You might, like, it's a more stable economy than our economy. Yeah. You might as well put all your money in Pokemon games and just have a stack of Pokemon games. Well, that's another thing with the Switch, is that what I I was reading up on this a bit yesterday, the, the Switch... Uh, cartridges because they have like the bespoke shape and they have that special coating on it that makes them disgusting to super tasty coating well yeah exactly uh, stop stupid little children and myself from licking them <laughs> what does it taste like Tom? Oh, it really isn't very nice I don't think it'd stop me eating one if I really had to <laughs> but it's not pleasant if you had to eat one to survive <laughs> well life and death I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no but apparently um, this could be complete uh, internet rumor, but I've heard that they can cost up to twenty dollars per unit to create these Dang. cartridges. And when you compare that to the Blu-ray discs, the PS4 and uh, Xbox games are released on, they're again they're like five p each to make. So that's why Switch games like sort of uh, L.A. Noire on the Switch cost fifty quid on launch, mm. and uh, when it came out with re-release for PS4 and Xbox, it was like. 35 quid um, because of the unit price of the cartridges themselves so again that are they going to just carry on spending like making their games for this prohibit well not prohibitively expensive but they're they're more expensive than the rest of the competition is that going to affect them later down the line who knows but then 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 conversely they're they've just launched labo Yes. They've just launched Labo, and they're charging, I think it's £60 mm-hmm. for what is essentially cardboard. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know what to think about the Labo. When I saw the first trailers and the demos and everything, I thought that looked really cool. I thought it was such a neat idea to sort of combine like the, the childlike enjoyment of playing with a cardboard box i mean cardboard boxes are in the toy official toy hall of fame yeah. because they are super fun to play with and to combine that with the virtual element of video games i thought was was a great idea but having said that i i don't think i don't think it's quite there yet from what i've i haven't played it myself yet but from, from what i've read um it's fun if you're a, a kid to make the stuff it's a bit tedious if you're an adult because although it's time consuming mm. it's not particularly difficult and it can get quite repetitive and tedious especially the real culprit of this is apparently the little piano yeah uh, model. Can imagine the keys yeah because you're just making like tw- 12 or however many keys again and again and it's like okay i'm bored now um and then when you play the because uh, there's the two kits there's the variety kit and the robot kit mm-hmm. the variety kit 
Uh, apparently everything works absolutely fine and is is quite intuitive in terms of controls. But after it's essentially five mini games. Um, the racing one is like stripped down Mario Kart. The piano one isn't even a game per se. It is literally just like a piano app thing. Yeah. And all the other ones, you'll get half an hour at most out of it, and then you've just got all the cardboard to play with. And the other problem is, is that after sort of about a month of solid play, the the cardboard does start to deteriorate because ultimately it's cardboard. it's cardboard. And you can buy the replacements, but obviously you are then adding on to the already excruciatingly painful original price. And I just don't think it can, you can quite justify it. Now, from what I've read, the robot kit is much better value for money, even though it is slightly more expensive yeah. because the kit is more uh, more interesting to build it's more sturdy and the actual sort of moving the robot around on the screen with a system of pulleys with your real hands and legs yeah. is actually, again, quite intuitive and quite responsive. So, But again, how, how long is that going to last? Well, that's, that is the million dollar question, especially if you do have children and they've got a bit more of vigour when yeah, they're using it. They're not going to use it, have quite the care that you might have. Cardboard pulleys and levers, it's I give it maybe yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the most interesting thing in terms of Labo going forward is a lot of it is uh, their emphasis on, is on what you can build to work with the Labo. I know that someone has one of the most impressive things people have designed with it already is a version of the Game and Watch on the uh, okay. on the on the Switch with just their own cardboard setup and everything. Mm. So, if from that sort of point of view, that's where I I think the most interesting stuff will come about because if someone can make something with the labo and then get put instructions online where you can just literally make it out of a discarded cereal box or something yeah. like that then i think it will have a lot more longevity with that but in concept i think it's a really really good idea i just think that again it's as you say nintendo have got this i'd say gimmick is a dirty word but they're trying this new um exciting thing and sure they might not hit the target every time but Damn it! No one else is trying it, and yeah, I'll give them that. They are they are trying to inspire a generation. That's it. Basically. I mean, if uh, when you look at PS4 and P uh, Xbox One, uh, I mean the PS4, PS well, Playstations in general, they had the same controller for three generations, and then you look at what the controllers were for Nintendo consoles over those three generations. <laughs> We had the N64, which looked like a Space Invader. Yep. We had the GameCube, which looked like a different Space Invader. Uh, and we had the Switch, which looked like a vape. Uh, not the Switch, <laughs> sorry, the Wii that looked like a vape. Uh, but the Wii Remote the Wii Remote is actually really well designed. And mm. um, you can actually get a program for the, um, for the audio nerd, tech nerds. You can get a program that will translate it into a MIDI controller. Okay. So the, so the twist is the pitch. Uh, the like it basically uses the the, the three tier accelerometer and the buttons for different notes and you can basically conduct an orchestra with it. Interesting. I'll have to try that. Can you make the Wii uh, eShop music with it? Because that's like the most memeable song at the moment. <laughs> anyway, um, just going back to the Switch briefly before we move on. I, I know that you work in sort of video game retail. Um, I've been out of the game, been out of the beers for a couple of years now. Um, how has the Switch performed since its release in terms of just like sort of shop front sales and ha has it has it seemed to have had the uptake that we see in the media and everything? Um, yeah, I, I guess so. It's it's not it's not been the biggest seller, mm. um, 
But again, it's it's not dead in the water. It's yeah. not it's not the Wii U. No, because that just never that didn't even have a spike of interest. It just was no. always flat. The, the Wii U got to a point in um, supermarkets took it off the shelves and oh, basically God. stopped selling it. Yeah. And when Nintendo questioned it, they were just like, it's just taking, it's dead space. Mm. Nobody's interested in them, so there's no point. We'll put games in the space. It's just not worth selling the consoles. Yeah, it's just not worth putting the consoles out. That's a damn shame. But yeah, um, I will give it to them. In in the year that they've been out, I don't think I've seen one come back with a fault. Interesting. Because they are quite sturdy little things, actually. Yeah. So they are they are well made. See, that's the thing when you everything's just made out of plastic is that it there's there's very few things to break. Yeah. So, yeah, good on you, uh, Switch and Nintendo in general. I'm rooting for you because the Switch is pro- pretty much my favourite console going at the moment. And uh, long may it continue. Can't wait to see what comes out next. Yeah, one year down, how many to go? Well, if it's if it's anything like the Wii, like another what like ten. <laughs> but anyway, enough about all things Nintendo. Let's have a bit of a musical interlude with our track of the week, which comes from a London-based band called Encoded with their new single. Sorry, I completely zoned out there for a second. They're <laughs> Encoded with their new single, Normalization, of their upcoming EP, Psychosis, which is going to be released on the 18th of May. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. But you don't have to wait till the 18th of May to hear this single. You can listen to it right now. So without further ado, here is Encoded. With normalization, check it out.
This is Frank Turner, and you are lucky enough to be listening to Upside Down Shark Radio. And that was Encoded with Normalization. Make sure to check them out and listen out for their new EP, Psychosis, releasing on the 18th of May. Back to the show, show, show. So sticking with video game news just for a little bit longer, uh, we had a new trailer release uh, last week. Uh, when this goes out, for one Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption? Red Dead Redemption. Definitely not Ned Dead Redemption, which I definitely (laughs) didn't say off camera. Ned Dead Redemption. Which now I really want to see a crossover with the Flanders and the Marstons. Well, it can be a reskin of Hit and Run. (laughs) (gasps) Can you imagine? Sidebar, did you see that someone had modded uh, Simpsons Hit and Run so that you could play a Skinner and reenact the entire steamed ham scene? <laughs> they, That's they, ridiculous. They legit made it a mission in the game that oh, you dear. could uh, go up to Superintendent <laughs> Chalmers and uh, go, you had to go to Krusty Burger to get the hamburgers <laughs> and then drive back. It was great. That's was wonderful. Times. Truly, the, me- the shark has been jumped on that. Uh, and frankly, long may it continue. But going back to Ned Dev Redemption, um, the trailer gave us a little bit more insight into the story um, and finally gave us a release date as well. Uh, It will be released, I wrote it down because I'm terrible with dates, on the 26th of October of this year of our Lord, 2018. So we haven't actually got that long left to wait now. Uh, It's a few months. And it looks beautiful. Did you ever play the original Red Dead Redemption? I played about ten minutes of it. That's not a lot of it. No. Um, I, I, it's, it's a strange one. It had the same control set as GTA 4, and I hated it. I never played GTA 4. I don't think I was old enough. So, so G- GTA 5, they changed the control set, and it, it worked. Yeah. It felt everything was where it was supposed to be. But GTA 4, the controller was wrong. Okay. Or the control set was wrong, so I just I, I didn't like playing it. See, I've heard that GTA 4 was always better for driving than GTA 5, but I've never played GTA 4 to compare it to. No, I, I, I couldn't, couldn't play GTA 4. The what? controls were all just wrong. Everything felt wrong. And there's the same case for Red Dead. Same case. Yeah, same with Red Dead. The the 10 minutes that I did play it as well, uh, when you first wake up in the town, yeah, uh, I was wandering around and the blacksmith started going, hey, get away from my stuff, and then pulled a gun on me and started shooting at me. So naturally, I shot back, killed right. him, and it came up, game over. You're not allowed to kill innocent people. Huh. He started it. Well, that sounds like I struck a nerve with you. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I pushed eject and never played the game again. Oh, well. <laughs> Uh, has it put you off the franchise as a whole forever, or are you going to give this one a go? No, if if they've changed the control set and it's a decent game, okay. then then I will give this one a go. Like I said, I didn't I didn't like GTA Four, but I I liked GTA Five. Okay, okay. So so long as Red Dead changed this. <laughs> well, we can only hope. We can only hope. Um, I mean, I I didn't complete uh, the original Red Dead. Excuse me. Uh, I uh, I know how it ended, and I know that this one is a prequel uh, of that one because spoiler alert: John Marston, your main character, the main character in Red Dead Redemption, you die at the end. Or does he? Well, <laughs> I mean, they did do a whole zombie DLC, but uh, rest assured, kayfabe wise, he is dead. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they pick up the story with this one. Hmm. Um, 
but it looks like all the key mechanics and themes of the original one are there. You can still do you know, robberies and cowboy heists and play blackjack and shoot people up the butthole, which was a popular meme in the original Red Dead. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll all get around to playing it eventually. But speaking of more immediate releases, in but a sh- few short days by the time this goes up, we will be lucky enough to watch one Deadpool 2. Speaking I'm... of Red Dead. <laughs> he is red and dead, Paul. I'm, I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. I am super hyped for this film. I am so excited. The first one was so good. And Ryan Reynolds can do no wrong when he's in a red spandex outfit. No, I, I don't know if you saw the um, the, the Hugh Jackman video from this this week, just gone. No. Um, Hugh Jackman was doing um, like um, a... One of those like video birthday wish kind of things. Okay. And he was just like, "Hey, I'm trying to record this this video, but there's some guy singing in the background, and like he turns the camera, and Ryan Reynolds in full Deadpool costume <laughs> is just singing. Um, the sun will come up tomorrow. Amazing. I I swear to God, he's gonna go for Iron Sheik and just embrace the kayfabe, and that will be his life now. Yeah, I I think I think the the psychosis of Deadpool has just taken over Ryan Reynolds. I'm pretty sure he is just Wade Wilson now. Uh, have you seen the Twitter back and forth that he's had with his wife, Blake Lively? No. It's very funny. They've just been basically uh, crapping on each other for the past <laughs> few weeks and everything like that. Like, uh, there was one post, a post that she put of, uh, I, can't, I can't remember, it was Chris Pine or another famous A-list star, uh, and he took a picture with Ryan Reynolds, and she'd cropped out all but the very edge of Ryan Reynolds' face <laughs> and put the caption, my man. <laughs> and uh, he's been doing uh, other things like, it's a picture of him, his wife, and his two children, and he's put uh, the three most important people in my life and Blake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is that is true couple goals, true couple goals. But um, obviously, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is fantastic. But I am also equally excited to see Josh Brolin as Cable. I thought you say Terry Crews. Then. Terry Crews as Cable. <laughs> Terry Crews as Josh Brolin as Cable. <laughs> he's he's a chameleon. I don't know where we go from there. No. He's he just looks the part. He is just Cable to a T. Yeah, he Josh looks Brolin, fantastic. Like, obviously, yeah, he's proven already being in the was it the highest opening gross weekend of any film. Yes, ever. I believe it is official now. The Infinity War is the best opening launch of any movie ever, and okay. I think a lot of that is down to how good he is as Thanos. He's just so damn good. I mean, obviously, he's he's been good in pretty much everything he's been in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, his early career was the Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but since then, he's played Tommy Lee Jones. Amazingly well. Like, could be a young Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Well, it started off where he was... He was... He played... Well... He was playing roles that Tommy Lee Jones was too old to play, essentially, mm. but would have been Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> if he'd have been younger. And then he played Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And now Tommy Lee Jones has disappeared, and Josh Brolin is now Tommy Lee Jones. The metamorphosis is complete. Yeah, I've heard that Tommy Lee Jones is hard to work with, and Josh Brolin is a lovely guy, so, you know. Yeah, I did hear that, um, obviously, because Josh Brolin's not the youngest of men. <laughs> no, he is. I think we've worked out that he's 51 now. Yeah, and um, obviously to, to get in shape for Deadpool at that age, like to be Cable, yeah. he got properly jacked. He well. is 
absolutely swollen in that film. Um, but apparently, after filming, he let it like he just didn't work out. He just let it go again, <laughs> oh, and no. then and then the director um, messaged him and she's like, "Yeah, we got to do some reshoots. You're gonna oh, have to get back no. into shape." <laughs> Oh god, I can that that's worth a film or at least an internet short in itself. <laughs> Just like getting that cold where you're eating like a twenty piece KFC bucket. Yeah. It's like what <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited. Um I know everyone was saying in the hype up to it that Stephen Lang was like aesthetically the most closely resembling of cable, yeah. but just those trailers have alone have sold me on Josh Brolin as cable. He's yeah. going to absolutely kill that film. Um and frankly, I hope they incorporate him in the MCU and he pulls double duty as Thanos and Cable. <laughs> well, I've heard, I've heard that there's supposed to be something like a five-film story arc featuring Cable. Okay. Specifically. Um, like, so the first one in, in the Cable series is Deadpool 2. Okay. Um, and then I presume this one's going to end up end with the setup for X-Force. Yeah, that seems to be the way because um, I don't know if you noticed in the trailer there is there is a single scene where um, Deadpool is wearing the black and grey yep. uniform I know we've mentioned that before and uh, I'm so excited because Un- Uncanny X-Force was one of my favourite comic books I don't think I've read the original run um, it was actually it was relatively recent it was oh really? um, yeah it's, it's what am I thinking of am I thinking of X-Factor I might be thinking of X-Factor possibly yeah that was awful <laughs> Yeah, Un- Uncanny X Force was probably about five years ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, featured. Um, actually, Cable wasn't in Uncanny. Uh, it was Wolverine, uh, Archangel, Stroke Angel, Psylocke, Phantom X, who who is a character that they haven't introduced in any of the universes. So mm. I'd be interested to see if he pops up anywhere at some point. Was this part of like the Marvel Now relaunch stuff? No, no, no. It was it, it was its own thing. Um, it was it did carry on from most storylines. Mm. Um, it was it was actually where um, when Apocalypse came back. Okay, um, he'd been resurrected as a child, um, and then Phantom X kidnapped the child because uh, X Force is sent to kill the child before oh, he becomes Apocalypse again. Um, Phantom X instead kidnaps him, takes him to the world where time runs differently. Um, it's like an artificial construct universe. It sounds complicated. Yeah, um, and basically he raises him as his own. Uh, he tell, he basically raises him on this this this. He, he raises him on a farm, right? Eh? Um, and teaches him right from wrong because he's adamant that the the child isn't going to be apocalypse. Like it's it's not in his nature to be apocalypse. He's been raised to be apocalypse every time. He can be raised into good guy Oscar Isaac. Yeah, and uh, he does. He raises him as his own, basically, and teaches him right from wrong, and then enrolls him in Charles Xavier's school. Okay. Um, under the name Genesis. Ah, clever. I like that. I like that. I'm going to have to read that now. Yeah. Well, I don't think I suppose I have to now, because like, <laughs> I know what happens. Oh, it's very good. It's like it's got the, the, the new horseman in it. Um, War is a, a giant minotaur. So not Ric Flair and Arn Anderson? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to read that. Yeah, um, definitely worth a read. But speaking of Apocalypse and Oscar Isaac, uh, well, it's not really uh, related at all, but have you heard that Oscar Isaac was in a ska punk band before he was famous? Was he? Yeah, it's really funny. Um, I Let me just double-check the name of them again, because 
uh, I highly recommend you check him out because he wasn't just like a guitarist or anything. He was like mm. the front man. Oh, really? Um, Oscar Isaac Scar Band. And just to th- when you think the man couldn't get any cooler, he was in a Scar Punk band. Uh, the Blinking Underdogs. <laughs> they they are genuinely very good. You can find some very limited uh, live footage and a couple of recordings on YouTube. As far as I'm aware, I can't find any other sort of linked official link anywhere online. I think it was pre pre YouTube, pre social media, and everything. Before he'd really been in anything. Before he got cool. Um, Before he was Poe Dameron. Yeah, <laughs> when, when he was just a scar boy, like uh, like we all are at home. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, check out the Blinking Underdogs, man. Just for just some weird, weird things. Just some weird things. Just some weird things. <laughs> Is that pretty much everything we had to talk about today? I'm pretty sure we've covered everything we had on the list. There's one more thing, then the interest probably me more than anyone else Tom's surprise topic my little surprise topic is that Mitch Hurwitz the creator of Arrested Development has tweeted out this week or the week just gone the series 4 the original Netflix series that came out to like a tepid response where it used a new form of chronological ordering where every episode featured just one sort of story of each character and then sort of they all intermingled in timelines until they reached this big end. Mm-hmm. Um, that He's recutting it to being just straight chronological order now, which is what a lot of people were, were asking for to start with. So that's very exciting. But in the same announcement, he also announced that Series 5, which has been like just five years in the making now, I think, he said that it's not just coming soon. It's going to be like very, very soon. He's to the point where he said, if I let you know, know when it was, you'd be wondering why I left it this late to tell anyone about it. So I think it's going to be one of those Cloverfield Paradox things where they're like, by the way, it's out sort of thing, uh, <laughs> where they just sort of announce it and release it in the same day. So I would say Arrested Development is probably my favourite show of all time, and other than The Simpsons, because The Simpsons is just on its whole other level. But Arrested Development is just... It's one of the smartest shows you can ever watch. The amount of depth in the comedy within it, where you can watch it again and again and again and pick up little references that you would have missed. Like, nothing goes to waste in that show in terms of for the sake of a gag. I know one of the... uh, one of the uh, most obvious examples of this was uh, one of the sort of the doofus sons in the out of the main family. Uh, he gets his hand bitten off by a seal of all things. Okay, and um, obviously that's played for laughs. But literally a season before, so before any of this storyline had even been built up, mm-hmm. uh, he had a chair in the shape of a hand that his mother uh, gave away to like goodwill and everything, and he found it. And he. Uh, he says the line, who would have thought I'd miss a, miss a hand so much or something like that. <laughs> and I remember watching the series through a second time, seeing that gag and my mind physically exploding out the back <laughs> of my head. And even like the the mum's name in the series is called Lucille, mm. uh, voiced by Jessica Waters, who yeah, yeah. was in Archer. Um, and uh, when they, uh, obviously he gets his hand bitten off by a Lucille. <laughs> So even that in itself is a joke that was set up from the frickin' start. It's almost like they wrote out the entire run of this show before they shot episode one. And I'm not articulating quite how good it is, so believe me, just watch it. It's just that good. And before I end up just dying from talking about Arrested Development (laughs) too much, I'm going to wrap it up so I can go and watch it. So that's been episode 31. I have been your boy Tom. I'm still Paul. And this has been Upside Down Shot Radio. 
Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. They're not going to be able to hear me over the music, are they? Oh, God, that was bad. <laughs> oh, dear. That's not the worst one I've done, though.